Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Happy Monday, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast. This is your host, Jen, and we will be talking about Genesis chapter 34 today and finish out this chapter. Now, I'll do a quick recap before we start. On Friday, we talked about the beginning half of Genesis chapter 34, where Dina was raped by this man named Shechem. Now, Shechem was a prince, and he was actually the prince that this Canaanite city that Dina was in was named after. This city was named Shechem. And you remember that Jacob and his entire family moved near this Canaanite city, even though Jacob had promised his brother Esau that he would move to Peniel. And also God had told Jacob to move to um, his own hometown, but Jacob didn't do this. He decided to camp near this Canaanite city named Shechem. Now, when Dina goes out to visit the city, as young teenagers would do, she gets raped by this man named Shechem, who is also a prince. Now, when Jacob hears about his daughter, his only daughter, getting defiled, he doesn't really do a lot about it, but his sons were infuriated because their sister had gotten raped. You know, what brothers wouldn't be upset when their sister is treated that way? After all this happens... Shechem ends up falling in love with Dina, even though he had raped her, and he wants her as a wife. So he goes to Jacob's family with his father, Hamor, and they go and try to make out a deal with Jacob and his family. You remember that Jacob was a very wealthy and rich man. So having him as an ally would have proved beneficial for this Canaanite city. So they wanted him to be an ally to them. And trade in the land and live in the land and also to intermarry. So Shechem wanted Dina as a wife and he said in trade he would not only pay a hefty dowry for her but also the Canaanite women could marry some of Jacob's sons and vice versa. So they would be intermarrying and they would all become one people is what Hamor and Shechem hoped at least. Now this ends up actually offending Jacob's family even more than not saying anything because first off this man who had just raped their sister comes and tries to act like everything's okay he doesn't apologize for his actions but he almost acts like Dina is some sort of um, a bargaining chip or a possession that can just be owned so he ends up offending Jacob's sons even more So now let's read verses 13 through 31, and we will finish out this chapter and talk about what these brothers do to Shechem and Hamor. As always, I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, with deceit when they spoke, because he had defiled Dina, their sister. And they said to them, We can't do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that is a reproach to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you. If you will be as we are, that every male of you be circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you. 
and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our sister, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man didn't wait to do this thing, because he had delight in Jacob's daughter, and he was honored above all the house of his father. Hamor and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of their city and talked with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceful with us. Therefore, let them live in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let's take their daughters to us for wives, and let's give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to us and live with us, to become one people, if every male among us is circumcised, as they are circumcised. Won't their livestock and their possessions and all their animals be ours? Only let's give our consent to them, and they will dwell with us. All who went out of the gate of that city listened to Hamor and to Shechem his son, and every male was circumcised. All who went out of the gate of his city. On the third day, when they were sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, each took his sword came upon the unsuspecting city and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword, and they took Dina out of Shechem's house and went away. Jacob's sons came on the dead and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks, their herds, their donkeys, that which was in the city, that which was in the field, and all their wealth. They even took captive all their little ones and their wives and took as plunder everything that was in the house. Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me to make me odious to the inhabitants of the land among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will gather themselves together against me and strike me, and I will be destroyed, I and my house. They said, Should he deal with our sister as with a prostitute? I find this chapter to be one of the most disturbing in all of Genesis. This is um, something that's in the Bible to just show us how messed up people really are. I think even the ones that God uses. So in verse 13, after Hamor and Shechem make this whole spiel (laughs) to Jacob and his sons, the sons decide to answer Shechem and say to him, like, look, you know, we are not going to give Dina to you because you are uncircumcised. And that is something that is a reproach to us is what they say. So we cannot give Dina to you because all of you guys are uncircumcised. But if you guys get circumcised, and they were talking very deceitfully here, they say, if you guys all get circumcised, then we will do exactly as you say. We will trade with you. We will live with you. We will all become one big happy family. Hamor and Shechem are all really happy about what they say, because this would have been somebody very great to ally with because Jacob was very rich. He had many herds. He had a large family. So this was a great deal to them in order to get circumcised so that they can just all become one people. And these men would have known about circumcision. You know, they would have known that this was a religious practice and they had many gods themselves. They were like, okay, we'll take on your religious practice and get circumcised. So Hamor and Shechem who are kind of like the rulers of this city, which is named Shechem, they do this big meeting and they gather all these men from the city and talk to them. And they're like, 
look, there's these men over here, Jacob's family, who we want to ally with and we want to intermarry with. It's a great deal. You know, their herds are going to be our herds and, you know, their flocks will be our flocks and their daughters are going to be our daughters. So they're saying to the men of this city, like, look, this is a great deal. Let's partner with these guys. All we have to do is just get circumcised. So let's get circumcised. It'll be one and done. And then we can forever be united with these people. We can marry their daughters. And you remember that this was all for Dina, like this Shechem dude was very, very into Dina. All the men of the city agree and they're like, okay, whatever, we'll get circumcised. So they go and they get circumcised immediately. And this was probably something that Jacob's sons didn't quite expect, I'm going to guess, because circumcision is a tough thing, especially if you're a full-grown man. Like that is something that is just going to be absolutely horrible to do. Probably Jacob's sons did not expect this hearty of a response to this uh, self-mutilation. So they probably didn't expect this and probably didn't expect it to be done this quickly either. But it was done very fast. All these men, pretty much that same day, decided to go and get circumcised. Now, Jacob's sons were speaking deceitfully when they said this. Firstly, they probably didn't expect the men of the city to want to do this. And even if the men of the city did do it, they were planning this big attack because of what happened to their sister, Dina. So it says on the third day, when the men were all sore, so they were in a lot of pain because this was done very primitively, and this would have been very um, painful. The men would have probably been incapacitated for um, quite a while. So it says, on the third day, when the men were sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, two sons, take up their swords and they plunder everything and they kill every man of that city because every single man was defenseless. They were sore. They were in pain. They couldn't really defend themselves. Simeon and Levi kill every man. And it says they take Dina from the house of Hamor and Shechem, and then they kill Hamor and Shechem. And then after that, they plunder the entire city and they take all of the wives and all the children as slaves as well. In verse 27, it says that the reason Simeon and Levi did this was because Shechem had defiled their sister. So it's clear from this verse that they felt justified in their actions. Now, what do you guys think? Do you think that this was over the top? That Simeon and Levi should have done this thing? This was something that was uncalled for. These men of the city had, had done nothing to Dina. It was one man, Shechem, who had raped a woman. But the men of the city were kind of innocent in this whole matter. So this was really, really a bad thing that Simeon and Levi did. This was wrong. And Jacob ends up cursing them later on. He does say something to them right at this time when Simeon and Levi come back with all this uh, plundered wealth and these slave women. He says to them in verse 30, You have troubled me to make me odious to the inhabitants of the land among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will gather themselves together and they will strike me. I will be destroyed and so will you. This is what he says to uh, his sons that had done this. So Jacob was not happy. This was something that was very irritating to Jacob. 
And I could mention a whole bunch of stuff about Jacob's response to this, but I will mention one thing. He didn't really care about all these people that had just been taken from their homes. He didn't care about that. He didn't care about all these men that had been innocently murdered. He cared about himself. Once again, he cared only about the fact that the people of the land would be upset and try to kill him and his family. So this is why Jacob was upset, not because of what his sons had actually done, but because he was afraid of the people. So Jacob's response to this is not good either. And later on, he ends up actually cursing Simeon and Levi for their anger in this situation. I think that's much later on. Some, I think it might be actually in Genesis 50. It's actually, in, sorry, it's actually in Genesis 49, uh, 5 through 7. He says something like, Simeon and Levi are brothers, instruments of cruelty in their dwelling places. Um, and he ends up kind of cursing them. He says, cursed is their anger. It is fierce and their wrath. It is cruel. And he prophesies about what God is going to do to Simeon and Levi. And he says, God is going to divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel, which is actually what happens to the, uh, the tribes of Levi and Simeon. They do end up getting scattered later on. Now, we haven't talked much about the 12 tribes of Israel, but the 12 tribes actually ended up being Jacob's 12 sons, each made a different tribe of Israel. But Simeon and Levi did end up getting scattered later on because of this response that they had for these Canaanite men and this anger that they showed towards them. So this was not a good thing. God was not pleased with this. If he had been pleased with this, he wouldn't have scattered those two tribes. On top of this, God clearly says in the Bible later on that vengeance is his. He never wants us to take revenge on people because it always turns out poorly. Turns out like this. So Simeon's and Levi's anger in this situation was not justified. Yes, they could have been upset over their sister being raped, but they did not have to take this kind of measure. They didn't have to rip children and women from their homes and make them slaves. They didn't have to do any of that. That was uncalled for and ridiculous. But in answer to what Jacob says to them, Simeon and Levi say in verse 31, should Shechem deal with our sister as with a prostitute? So they get into an argument with their dad. Jacob is infuriated at them for doing this, yells at them says that now he is going to be a target. He has a target on his back because of what his sons have done. And all they say is, should he be allowed to treat our sister as a prostitute? And that's the end of that chapter. We don't know what happens after this to all those women and children. We don't know what happens to Simeon and Levi. Like this is kind of the end of that story. So why is this in the Bible? Because God uses sinful people all the time. There is nobody on this earth who is perfect. Absolutely nobody, except for Jesus. He was the only one that was perfect. I mean, Jacob was definitely a sinful person. He was somebody who could not control his family very clearly, had lots of issues with favoritism and stuff like that. So yes, there was a lot of issues with Jacob and with his family, but God chose this family to be the ancestors of Jesus himself. 
God used this family with all their problems and with all their mess. And it just shows God's mercy and God's love for all of humanity, even in situations like this. Also shows how just God is as well. I want to mention that because God does deal with this in one way or another. He does deal with this. God sees all. God uses sinful people. But God does deal fairly with those who have been sinful or mistreated or anything else because God is a just God. So this was the end of Genesis chapter 34. Hope you enjoyed this episode, though this wasn't the most pleasant story in all of the Bible. But if you did enjoy some of the content here today, I ask that you not only rate this podcast five stars from whatever platform you are listening on, but also share it on your social media platforms. Share it, spread the gospel, spread the good news, because that is why we are here. We are here to not only listen to the Bible together and to learn about the content of the Bible, but also to share it to other people. Sharing it on your social media platforms is an excellent way to spread the gospel because we are doing nothing but talking about the Bible here at P40 Ministries. Now, faithful listeners, I'm going to ask all of you that you stay nice and warm, toasty and cozy, that you have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy listening and God bless.